Future Talk. This is Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hani Balqis, with Omnia Saleh, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, today is the 4th of July, which is uh, <laughs> the Independence Day of the United States. And um, the 4th of July has always been a very, uh, you know, memorable day to me as, you know, when I used to live in Miami, mm. you know, 4th of July was... It's a day of celebration. Day of celebration, day of fun, <laughs> a lot of fireworks going on, and, you know, a lot of looking at the stars. <laughs> you're, and that is, you're definitely bringing that to the show today. Exactly, and that is what we're talking about today, ladies and gentlemen, looking at the stars as an Emirati does emerge from the Russian isolation pod after an eight-month space search mission. Who is that Emirati? Well, we've talked about him tons of times on the show before. Yes, indeed, and I'm very excited to get to talk all about what these six months looked like for him. Coming up on today's show as well, if you have always wanted to ride into a Tesla, you may just be very excited to hear this upcoming news. We're talking all about the Tesla Model 3 and how it's going to be joining the UAE's public taxi fleet. Yes, you've heard it right. If you go ahead and call up for a taxi right here in the UAE, you may just get a chance to ride to your destination in a Tesla. Yes, and ladies and gentlemen, we're talking all about Salat and how they're launching GoChat Messenger for free voice and video calls right here in the UAE. Now, it is not going to be banned after a while. It is not going to stop working all of a sudden as Salat will be launching that. So it is safe to go. We're going to be talking about that and what features GoChat Messenger does have for us. Speaking of applications, while we've got very exciting news right here in the UAE, there is not so exciting news all the way in the US because news have it, TikTok may be banned in about, let's say, eight to seven to eight days, if not less, um, because they have definitely been under fire due to their data security. We've seen this storyline kind of unravel itself over the past few years and now it's restarting once again tiktok as a company is trying to reassure the u.s lawmakers that their data is definitely secure will this be sufficient or will it not you got to stay tuned to find out more about it yes and when john ross talking about how turning phones on silent might actually increase your phone checking so sometimes people <laughs> turn off their phones or turn their phones on silent so they don't open their phone or check their phone but because of that Sometimes they just start checking it more. Ladies and gentlemen, 4215, let us know your guys' thoughts. We are taking a short break. And when we come back, we're talking all about the UAE and space. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. What would you do if you lived in an eight-month space research mission? You're not in outer space. You're right here on Earth, but you're just living in isolation to kind of understand what is the human impact of space travel? If you are thinking to yourself, wow, that's crazy. Why would anyone do this? And who would actually be up for doing this? Right here in the UAE, our very own Saleh Al-Amiri was actually one of six analog astronauts who took part in a project known as the Cyrus 21. They basically spent eight months in isolation all the way in Russia. Now, the Emirati mechanical engineer just emerged from his eight months of isolation inside 
inside the Russian isolation pod yesterday. And it was such an exciting day for him and for the UAE in general because he was one of a six-strong team of analog astronauts along with three Russians and two American colleagues who all took part in this mission. They had no internet, no social media access throughout the, ex the experiment, and even contact to family members was very limited. And this is all to understand what space travel actually feels like when it comes to the isolation aspect of it. Yes, now the crew was cocooned in the space laboratory since the 4th of November last year, and they were in collective spirit and kindness to actually help them deal with the 240 days of isolation from outside the world. Now, they were led by the crew commander, who was Oleg Bulnov, which is a test a cosmonaut of the Cosmonaut Training Center. Now, we do know that Mr. Elamiri was 30, is 31 years old and was selected for the mission with his colleague, who is Abdullah Al-Hamadi, who is also 35, and was kept on standby as a reserve. Now, he did go on and tell the challenges of being in that isolation chamber, and it did include a small private bedroom with a bed and desk, but he does recall saying the most difficult time was in the beginning, and they spent a lot of time doing scientific experiments. Now... It did take more than two hours just to read the instructions and to figure out how they could carry out the experiment perfectly. So he did say that, you know, there was a lot of experiments going on and it was tough in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, obviously everything is tough when it first starts and then you get the hang of it, especially because, you know, there's a lot of mental challenges going through this, through his brain right now and through all of the other brains. That right now I'm going to be here for eight months. It's mm -hmm. an isolation test and, uh, you know... This is where great minds and, you know, the toughness and, and you know, let's say how much grit someone has mm. in these times. Now, we do know that the stages of the experiment did include an exit from Earth's orbit, a flight to an assumed planet, a landing of a module, scientific research, and even a simulated return to Earth. So basically, they had the all nine yard, you know, we can say test yes absolutely and i think it's it's just as much of a mental challenge as much as it's physical if not more because they definitely didn't have much access to anything when it comes to the regular day-to-day -day activities that we all do we talk to our family members we log on to social media they definitely went through a full-on detox that is way longer than any human would actually go through now during the middle of the mission they had a routine set for them which kind of made things a little bit easier they did the same experiments repeatedly just to see how the results would differ over time but the, in in that as well they still faced a challenge which was running out of food this was a difficult time for them because again they had to kind of they, even though they were all still on Earth and they were just simulating the missions that would take place in outer space, they couldn't just access food or water or whatever they wanted whenever they wanted. Now, the Cyrus-21 mission took place in the Terrestrial Medical Technical Experimental Complex at the Institute of Biomedical Problems in Moscow. And the complex is actually equipped with unique facilities that allow modeling of space flights of various durations so the building itself was well equipped to kind of create the closest simulation as possible to what astronauts would actually face in outer space it also involved uh, the simulation of conditions that would typically be experienced during a long-lasting manned space flight 
and the main goal was to actually simulate the key conditions of a prospective interplanetary expedition. It's definitely great to find out that they did more than 80 research experiments during their time inside the module, and the mission was officially accomplished. All the results will be used for long-term planning for future space travel. Yes, this is John Listener. You guys, thoughts 4215. We are taking a short break. And when we come back, we're talking all about Tesla Model 3s and how they're going to join the UAE's public taxi fleet. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking all about the Tesla Model 3 and how it's going to join Dubai's public taxi fleet. Now, we do know that electric cars and electric vehicles are on the rise and everyone wants to get their hands on it. And that does include the public taxis as well. Now, fully electric vehicles are the next step as the city does look to cut the emissions. Now, these Tesla vehicles will be added to the taxi fleet as the city does look to gradually phase out, you know, the petrol vehicles. Now, the RTA said it was adding a Model 3 salons to Dubai's taxi corporation operation and actually does follow a trial run that was done in 2017 where 172 Model S, X, and 3s were used in the RTA's higher-end limo service. And obviously, we looked at, you know, the Model 3s and all of the Tesla vehicles doing great. And now it is time to roll it out to the general public. Absolutely. Now, the success of the experiment actually encouraged them to go ahead and widen the scope of the electric vehicles that are being used as part of the taxi fleet right here in the UAE. Now, looking at it, there are still no de no details on how many vehicles are we expecting or how much the investment was worth. However, the fleet currently uses Toyota Camry salons alongside the Toyota Innova people carriers and some Hyundai Sonoda models. And so in the recent months, we've definitely seen more and more charging stations popping up across the city and across the different Emirates overall. And so we're definitely excited to see Tesla vehicles now being used on a 24 hour per day rota. They're going to be serving all events, all hotspots across the UAE, more specifically in Dubai airport, where we tend to see some of the biggest fleets of Tesla vehicles in the UAE. And so looking at it, we're definitely witnessing a new change when it comes to the world of transportation as the UAE in general wants to roll out the first autonomous taxis by 2023. Some Emirates such as Abu Dhabi have already been witnessing the beauty of autonomous taxis through the tax AIs that have definitely been rolled out across certain parts of Abu Dhabi. Last month, we've also seen the UAE start mapping out the streets with the Google Maps style vehicle to make sure that they're creating a digital path for these driverless cars and ensuring that when they're actually rolled out, it's going to be as safe as possible. The main goal is to have a highly precise digital map that the vehicle's AI computer can follow without the need for a person to be behind the wheels. Yes, and again, we've been seeing this happen a lot recently and even in New York City, uh, you know, the, the, the taxi companies in New York have been going a lot more electric as obviously we have seen a lot of factors why we should go to electric. First of all, uh, you know, emissions and climate change. And second of all, the rise in petrol prices, as it does make it a lot harder to make profit margin if your petrol is high and your fares aren't going up as well. And so far, we have been seeing Emirates across the UAE uh, slightly adding more to the taxi fares as because we do know that uh, petrol prices are on the high. 
and hopefully it does go back down and everything is great but again we do have to be accustomed and you know uh, you know mold ourselves into the day and age that we are now and you know the UAE is very prominent on that always being ahead of the game so obviously you know the Dubai RTA is already getting out this fleet of cars 173 Teslas it's not a small number it is not a big number because we do know uh, you know right here in Dubai there's more than 10,000 taxis I could say mm -hmm. there's a lot of taxis so you know obviously slow and gradually we might be seeing you know Tesla take over the road uh, when it does come to our taxis but 4215 ladies and gentlemen let us know your guys thoughts we are taking a short break and when we come back we're talking all about what Omnia? we're talking all about the future of applications because it is a lot have launched a free voice and video calls app that is getting everyone excited as we look to celebrate Eid with our loved ones even if they are miles away Pulse 95 apps all around what's worth a click and download Eid is just around the corner and with Eid comes a lot of phone calls connecting with loved ones and family who live abroad and making sure that we go ahead and kind of, you know, welcome, welcome Eid. <laughs> celebrate Eid with them no matter mm -hmm. how far away they can be. Now right here in the UAE we've definitely experienced a lot of highs and lows when it comes to different applications that would allow us to do voice and video calls across the years. A lot of them have been used by many and at other times they were no longer accessible in the different Emirates. But now we are celebrating great news just a few days before Eid because the UAE's biggest telecommunication operator Itisalat has officially launched a new messaging platform that goes by the name GoChat Messenger. It is basically an all-in-one app that provides different solutions when it comes to voice calls and video calls. And guess what? You don't have to be worried about it being unsafe or not accessible right here in the UAE because it is officially provided through one of the biggest telecommunication operators right here in the country. Yes, now we do know the service is available on both Apple iOS and Google's Android and allows users right here in the UAE to make free voice and video calls to anywhere in the world. Now again, we are looking at how we can also remit money, pay bills, play games, and even read latest news and even run polls. So it's basically a social media service of its own. We're also looking at how it does offer access to home services as well. And that does include cleaning, personal grooming, PCR testing, and also integration with Smiles and e-customers loyalty rewards program. And we're also looking at a lot of, you know, other features as well that will be included and uh, you know it is the latest GoChat is the latest addition to the suite of products and services that will benefit customers in the face of an ever-growing need for amplified connectivity in a post-pandemic era now we do know that the voice and video calling which do run on voice over internet protocol which better known as VOIP technology on mobile devices were popular even before the COVID-19 pandemic but because of the COVID-19 pandemic, we did look at a spike of need for these VOIP services and it's Salat has always been there to help our hand or hold our hand and give us a better service. Absolutely. Now let's get into what can be the biggest question in the minds of many at the moment. How does the app work? How can you download it? How easy or hard is it to use? It's quite easy. You can find it, as we've mentioned, on all app stores, whatever phone you have. And once you download it, 
all you're going to be asked to do is to enter your phone number and go through the security verification just to make sure that, you know, you're as safe as possible while making your phone calls. The application will then request whether you wish if it would go ahead and sync in with your phone contacts so it can automatically find people who are already using the application. How do the voice and video chats work? It's very much like WhatsApp. Only thing is that WhatsApp calls are not available right here in the UAE and this one would make things a lot more seamless. So. First off, the text chats are almost 100% identical to WhatsApp. You have the one tick display to show that the message has been sent and two ticks to showcase that the message has been read. It even turns blue just like it would with WhatsApp. There is the usual note at the top of the screen that is indicating um, that the calls and chats are secured with end-to-end -end encryption and messages sent overseas were found to take a few moments longer to be delivered. However, it is still very fast delivery. For voice messages, it's again a case of hold the record icon, talk away, and then send. And it's kind of like the same manner as you would send a voice note on WhatsApp. Video calling runs on voice over internet protocol technology, which has definitely become a very integral part of our day-to-day -day lives. It is very easy to use. You just go ahead and click on the call button if you want to make a call and the video button if you want to make a video call. And when testing it, we actually uh, have seen that the quality of the video is quite spectacular. The question is, have you tried it yet? And if you're wondering if you have to pay anything, no, the application is free to download. There is no subscription fees and you can make free voice and video calls to anywhere in the world. So enjoy yourself this aid with your loved ones. Make as many voice and video calls with whoever you want without having to worry about paying any money. Keep Pulse 95 locked. We still have got lots and lots in store for you. Taking a very short break and we'll be right back. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Ladies and gentlemen, today we're talking all about TikTok and how U.S. lawmakers are trying to get TikTok banned in America and in the greater world. And to be more specific, to be taken off Google Play Store and even the iOS Apple Play Apple App Store. Mm -hmm. Now, we are looking at how, you know, this is once again happening. Uh, it did happen back in 2020 or in 2021 mm -hmm. or before, you know, Joe Biden was president and Donald Trump had his hands on a lot of legislation. Now, we are looking at how, you know, the Chinese-owned social media site TikTok has been trying to reassure U.S. policymakers and lawmakers, and they have been trying and they've been telling U.S. senators it was working on a final agreement with the Biden administration that would fully safeguard user data and U.S. national security interests. Now, the letter that was dated for Thursday came in response to questioning that was done, uh, you know, on that day, and just a few senators, uh, you know, including Republicans Marsha Blackburn and even Ted Cruz. And we do know that at one point in time, Microsoft was trying to acquire TikTok, and you know, you had um, Oracle as well. Mm -hmm. A lot of companies were trying to acquire TikTok because obviously it's a Chinese company and there's a lot of rules and legislations on them. But the thing is, ladies and gentlemen, right? If they ban TikTok, in America, mm -hmm. it's going to be a very big problem. Absolutely, because we're looking at the U.S. actually being one of the the biggest audience. It's their largest market, and so TikTok will definitely be losing a lot. Now, 
Going back to what you were saying about the Republican commissioners, uh, they were calling TikTok an unacceptable national security risk because in their eyes and what from what they've seen in, in you know their very own research, the application actually harvests dozens and dozens of sensitive data and information. And they are all showing that this information is being accessed in Beijing. So what they've done is they've called on Apple and Google to go ahead and remove the application from their app store for its pattern and different data practices. And now we're looking at TikTok actually having to prove themselves once again. TikTok chief executive Xiao uh, Zichu actually told senators in the letter that the short video app was working with Oracle uh, on a new advanced data security control that they hope to finalize in the near future. Last month, TikTok actually completed migrating U.S. user information to the servers at Oracle, but they were still using U.S. and Singapore data centers for backup. And so they've had to acknowledge that the China-based employees can have access to TikTok U.S. Uh, user data subject uh, to different cybersecurity controls. However, they are working on making sure that they are going to be deleting all of the users' information from their own systems and fully pivoting all of this to Oracle's cloud services, which are located in the U.S. Will this be enough for the senators? Who knows? I guess we only have time to tell if TikTok is going to be banned off of the app stores. I feel like they're going to be losing on a lot and users in the U.S. will definitely be devastated as well. Yes. Now, again, uh, you know, U.S. senators do have a right in what they say, but also in the United States of America, uh, you know, the, the community and the, the people, the citizens, they also have a right themselves. So, again, if anything of that sort does happen, best believe that the one billion users, a lot of them are from the U.S. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of them will go out and, you know, they will complain and they will send letters to the U.S. senators because that has happened in the past. And it does seem like in the United States every couple of months or every couple of years, they do come out with a new controversial topic. And obviously, we do know that Facebook also takes your data. Twitter takes your data. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of companies that take your data even in the United States. Yes, Even and Oracle, yes, what and they're basing it on. Yes, and because you know TikTok is a Chinese company, right? that is where the U.S. obviously uh, doesn't like that because we do know... When it does come to economics, uh, you know, the two biggest economies in the world right now is the United States and it is China. And China has been dwarfing the United States when it does come out to outports and imports, exports and imports. Mm -hmm. And now with TikTok having its biggest market, the United States, the U.S. does not like that. So, again, uh, I do believe it is more of a political thing than a, uh, you know, a technological, ethical thing. <laughs> but uh, who knows? I want to know what you guys' thoughts are. 4215. We are taking a short break, and when we come back, we're talking all about turning phones on silent and how they actually may increase you checking your phone. Check this out. Check this out. How often is your phone on silent? That is a question that has been going through my mind this past weekend. A lot of people tend to resort to placing their phones on silent in hopes that it would help them check their phone a little bit less. I am guilty of this. My phone is on silent 80% of the time. And you'd think placing your phone on silent would help you kind of like calm the notifications down, especially if you don't own an Apple Watch, so you won't get notified if someone texts, if someone calls. But the truth of the matter and what studies have been showing is actually quite the opposite. And it's 
quite shocking for many people, even though it is common sense to others. Latest studies show that putting your phone on silent is actually causing you to check your phone more often. And that's because you are kind of expecting someone to text or expecting someone to call. So you're more likely to have to go ahead and double check if your phone did receive any notifications because it's not going to ping if someone calls you or someone texts. And so what are your thoughts on the matter? Yes, and, uh, you know, sometimes this happens to me, too. Uh, you know, I think uh, I put my phone on silent or in this case, actually, um, my Instagram DM notifications haven't been working for about three weeks now. So I don't usually get Insta Instagram notifications anymore. So I do find myself checking my Instagram direct messages a lot more often now just because I know I don't get notifications. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes, you know, you try to reduce the time you're using your phone or reduce, you know, picking up your phone every once in a while. But because you have it on silent mode, you might think that something is, uh, you know, you're missing out on something. <laughs> and obviously, we've been seeing a lot of case studies being done on technology and on you know, mobile phones and social media and how it does affect the way we think and the psychological aspect on it all. So, you know, in my uh, opinion, you should have notifications on on important people, your mother, your father, your parents, uh, you know, people who the notification from them would be very important. And, you know, obviously, uh, you know, iOS, uh, the new iOS update does give you that feature where you can actually have notifications on for specific contacts, for for specific applications as well so again there's always a way around it how to you know reduce your time on your phone but uh, again you know maybe having your phone on silent <laughs> wouldn't be the best thing because you know even on your time uh, your, your your screen time on the iOS it will show you how often you pick up your phone and actually I remember during the pandemic when we were having our lockdown I had my phone on silent most of the time and I do believe I was picking up my phone like 70 times a day. <laughs> and that is pretty big. It's a big amount, a big number. So again, maybe silent is not your best bet. Exactly. A lot of people have been finding that placing their phones on silent is actually backfiring when it comes to cutting down on screen time and making sure that the addiction of being on your smartphone is not as much as it used to. Now, with these studies, it's not a one size fits all. Just like we've seen a lot of studies that are saying, you know, placing your phone on silent is actually not as helpful as you might think. We've seen other studies that are saying that placing your phone not on silent can cause a lot more damage because you're constantly on, you're constantly available to calls and texts, and you're more inclined to actually pick up to respond once you hear that someone is texting you or calling you. And so it's definitely not a one size fits all. It's basically what works for you as a person. Some people feel like not having their phone on silent is actually creating a lot of benefit and they're not suffering from FOMO as much. But we'd love to hear from you. 4215, what team are you on? Do you or are you the type of person who tends to place their phone on silent more often? And if you are, maybe try not placing it on silent this week and see how that works out for you. Or are you the type of person who has their notifications on at all times, not on silent? And how has that been for you? Have you been more addicted to your phone or has it actually calmed down your FOMO? <laughs> 
for many people, it actually is quite helpful. We'd love to hear your thoughts for 215, but this, this does mark the end of our hour with you. We truly hope you've enjoyed this hour, finding out the latest on what is happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and all around the world. We are very excited to be back with you tomorrow, same time, same place. But until then, we've got a very exciting show ahead of us. We are looking at the halftime show kicking off in less than five minutes. It is the show if you are a person who loves to take care of their mental health as well as your physical well-being. Ahmed Duri will be joining you from 3 to 4 p.m. giving you the latest on what is happening in the world of sports as well as the mental health and the physical well-being aspects of our lives. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, let us know what your guys' thoughts on today's show, 4215, and what was your favorite story? But only and I will be seeing you guys tomorrow, same time, same place, only here on Pulse. 95.